Hey, how's it going? Xander Fryer, best-selling author and CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching here. And you are listening to the High Impact Coaching Podcast, the podcast for coaches by coaches and designed to help coaches build and scale profitable coaching businesses so that they can get to the people around the world that really need them. On this podcast, you're going to have everything from tactics, live tactics and strategies. You're going to have motivational content. You're going to have interviews with the top experts in the world in different spaces to help you grow and scale your business and get to the thousands of people that need you. It's our belief that coaches are at the front of the spear when it comes to world change. And we want to make sure that you have all the resources that you need to get to the people that really need you. So that being said, if you need our help in any way, shape or form, feel free to go to xanderfryer.com. We've got tons of other resources and support at xanderfryer.com. If you want to join our free Facebook community with thousands of other six-figure, multiple six-figure and seven-figure coaches, you can go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group. And if you're interested in getting our help in the short term, coaching you one-on-one or mentoring you one-on-one to scale your coaching business to six figures in the next 90 days or taking it to seven figures over the next 12 months, go ahead and check out a couple of our programs at xanderfryer.com forward slash programs and feel free to set up a quick 15 minute call with our team to see what we can dig into, find what's not working in your business and see how we can help you scale to that next level. Other than that, I'll see you in the next episode. How's it going, everybody? Xander Fryer, CEO and founder of High Impact Coaching with the amazing Maddie Fryer, my wife and the love of my life and the smartest woman I know. I'm really excited to interview you today, babe, and really dig into mindset and limiting beliefs. So uh, let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Yeah, I'm all yours. That's all. That's so nice of you. I know. (laughs) Like literally all yours too. Oh man, you guys are just going to get a whirlwind of view into our personal life and just how annoyingly cute we are as a couple. (laughs) But anyways, let's go ahead and dig in, babe. So obviously you've been a crucial member of High Impact Coaching for, you know, the last few years. You've been running our mindset side of, of things, coaching hundreds of different clients and helping them overcome their limiting beliefs, overcoming their blocks, their fears, taking courageous action, building amazing businesses. You've worked with, you know, everyone from starting coaches to millionaires, seven figure, eight figure earners. You've worked with Grammy award winning artists, professional sports players. So all sorts of different people. It's Um, actually fun when you put it like that. Can I just say? Yeah. Yeah. Before we dig into this whole idea, and I really want to dig into this idea of like, you know, this is a quote that that you said, and I actually posted it on our Facebook recently and a bunch of people resonated with it. It's if you're conscious enough to know that you have a limiting belief or mental block, then you're too conscious to allow it to be an excuse anymore. You have yeah. to fix the block, change the belief and stop complaining. This world needs leaders, not whiners. And I'm going to dig into that in a second. But before we dig into that, I would love to just understand like, how did you like, and I know this, but for the world, how did you kind of go down get into the mindset path and mindset space. I'd love to just hear your journey a little bit for everybody out there. Yeah. So mine was kind of random. I started off nursing actually. So I was nursing full time and really just not enjoying what I was. Well, I just, it wasn't exactly what I wanted to do. I knew it wasn't what I was going to do for the rest of my life. And I didn't quite know what that was. And in the nursing space, I saw a lot of, a lot of segmented, you know, like they treat the body in Western medicine. They treat it very much as different systems and everything's very separate. And you treat the heart separately to you treating the kidneys and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I was like, this just doesn't make sense. Like the body is, is, is a whole and it's functioning together and it works together. It's an environment. It's an ecosystem that all kind of works together. Yeah. So I was like, this doesn't make sense. And I started to go down more of the the Eastern medicine and the natural medicine philosophy. And um, I started studying traditional Chinese medicine. And that's where I started to learn a lot about, um, you know, they talk a lot about each 
each organ has a particular emotion and you know the the emotions are expressed throughout our body in particular ways and and they talk about different symptoms having different underlying you know physical emotions and I was like ah this is this is really cool. And, and this is so, this is so interesting too, because I think there's a lot of people that get into nursing because they want to help people. Yeah. They get into nursing because they want to help people. And just like you, like nurses are smart, right? So once you get into nursing and you start to like dig into this a little bit deeper, you're like, what we're doing here is not complete. Yeah. Right? There's, there's a bigger, there's a bigger picture to this. There's more to this than just like you mentioned, like this, like, like focus on one thing at a time, solve the symptom rather than like figuring out the ecosystem as a whole. Yeah. I think a lot of people resonate with that with too. So you no, know, hearing you go from nursing to obviously uh, Eastern medicine, like that's amazing. And obviously this is kind of the bridge to some of the emotional side of things. Yeah. So I think I, I just started getting really fascinated by that. I was like, huh. So like your, your emotions. Cause I was someone that, um, you know, just a bit of background on me. I was someone that um, I grew up with. Um, I have a younger sister and an older brother, but I grew up with a lot of my brother's older mates as I started going out and things like that. And I was around more masculine energy growing up yeah. in my life. And so I wasn't someone who uh, really expressed any form of emotion. I, I did like maybe cried once a year like if that like if if I had someone like pass away or something like I never cried um and I never really learned to express emotions and so as we started digging you never you never cried until you met me and then until I I met Xander and then now I just yeah seriously (laughs) and now I like actually cry happy tears which is hilarious because like that was a whole nother world but anyway yeah so I guess I I went from that Chinese medicine philosophy of like so you know we can actually have emotions that physically ail us like we actually physically affect us and I just started getting really curious about that and and learning more about it I really enjoyed it and then a friend of mine was I I was talking to him he was just really skyrocketing within his career and within his own personal growth of confidence and things like that and I was like hey what did you do like you just I can see you just completely skyrocketing and being above everyone else like what what happened yeah what the Um, hell (laughs) yeah what like what what how did you grow so quickly and he was like oh I you know I went to to this thing called landmark and he's like you want to come along with me and I was like sure so that was really my first uh step I guess you could say into personal development so I went went along there and um really enjoyed that dug into a few of their different courses um and and it really helped me but then I hit this plateau of like okay I've I understand because you know they really help you understand why you are the way you are and how beliefs are formed and you know things like that and so I was like okay great like I'm able to sort of consciously stop these things it's a lot of conscious work yeah a lot of conscious work and then I was like but but I'm not necessarily eliminating them or getting rid of them I'm just learning how to like work with them a lot better so that they don't affect me and I feel like this is this is going down the direction that we're talking about right which is like you're aware of your bullshit yeah but it's still there Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, you know, I could, I could forgive, let's say mom for something that happened in my childhood or whatever. Let's say, you know, so my parents give this as my parents went through a divorce. Let's say I could understand mom's perspective now, but that like the emotion of the, like the anger and stuff that was there from me when I was in grade 10 was still there. The programming, the mental and the subconscious programming. Yeah. Yeah. But like consciously I was able to forgive her, but, but the feeling was still there. And so I was like, Oh, there's gonna be something more. And obviously when you and I met, you were like, you need to, to dig into this subconscious work that I've been going through and I went through the RIM method founded by Dr. Deb and that was absolutely amazing and I really started to then just she works very much with the subconscious mind and yeah. you know delving into emotional operating system and things like that 
So that for me was when I was like, I felt like instead of just constantly like, you know, just being aware and constantly fighting against myself, I was able to actually dissolve a lot of this frustration or anger or whatever, and really move through it and and really overcome it. And I saw so many people, you know, I haven't had a a bad upbringing at all. You know, I had a a great upbringing, but I saw so many people who hadn't, who'd been sexually molested, abused, all sorts of awful stuff able to finally and not just forget like just I just gonna forgive them consciously but like physically and whole body actually like fully move through it yeah yeah like it it was it was insane to see the the growth and like you literally walk out you see people walk out and they look 10 years younger and it's it's insane because they're physically processing through and so I really then just started delving really deep into emotions subconscious work and and essentially like how our brain works why it works yeah um and then now I kind of just call myself like a computer programmer, but for your brain, because I'm like, let's go in here and let's figure out where things are. But really, I just got fascinated with it that way. So I know that was a bit long winded, but that was kind of my journey. I think think it's a, you know, it's a good insight into like what we do with a lot of our clients, right? It's like, you know, we, we all know, like, look, here's the deal. We work with coaches. Coaches are very conscious people. Yeah. Now we all know every single one of us knows that we are probably our biggest roadblock right? Like the systems, the everything that we need to learn, all the information, we live in the information world. Everything is out there right now, right? But your bullshit is going to be what prevents you from taking the actions you need to take, making the decisions you need to make, facing your fears, doing the things, you know, all of that stuff. It's, it's your own crap. And so obviously one of the things we have to do at High Impact Coaching is, you know, we leverage Maddie and her team yeah. to really dig in with everybody and just, like you mentioned, unprogram everybody's bullshit and reprogram you know, everybody into this, you know, totally new thing. And obviously you've, you've taken your years with, you know, all these different types of modalities and created something amazingly, you know, amazingly powerful, you know, that with one or two sessions, we're able to completely dissolve people's limiting beliefs and fears and all these other things and get them moving in the right direction, which is absolutely amazing. But I want to get to the quote. (laughs) I want to get to the quote. So you said this and it was one of my favorite things I've ever heard you say. So much I love you. And yes, and I do. And I'll, like, <laughs> we'll, we'll park that. Yes. I'll take so, this so much so that I posted it on social media as my own. So it's this idea that if you're conscious enough to know you have a limiting belief or mental block, then you're too conscious to allow it to be an excuse anymore. Yeah. Right. So talk to me, talk to me about this. When you said this, what, yeah. like you've now worked with hundreds and hundreds of coaches. And like we talked about low coach, middle coach, high coach, seven figure, eight figure earners, you know, famous people, all the, like, talk to me about this quote. Yeah, it was funny. I was on a mindset call with, I, I do an accelerator program, which is our, our kind of like back end 12 month program. Yeah. Um, I, I was on a mindset call and I just, I, I keep kept hearing people come to the mindset call and be like, Maddie, like I have a block around money. I have a block around like confidence. I have a block around blah, blah, blah. And I just like, I was frustrated and I was like, you know what? I was like, you're no longer allowed. I was like, every single one of you here has done mindset work, teaches mindset work, incorporates it in your programs. And I was like, you're no longer allowed to say that you have a block because you are too conscious to have a block, right? So you're you're, you're almost framing that as your own identity. You're you're creating your own prison. Because what I was finding was people were like, Maddie, I have a block. Like, what do I do with this? Like here. And, and it's very disempowering because when you have yeah. mental blocks, let, let's be honest, we all have me- mental shit that we need to, to yeah. continue. Like mindset work is not just a one and done. Like, yeah, we can process through so much of it in one or two or whatever sessions if you have the right tools, but it is, it is a continuous process. However, 
the the biggest thing but that I've noticed between a starting coach and someone who is actually successful, multi-six figures, seven figures, eight figures, is these people, the successful people, know that they have mental programming and they're working through it, but they don't allow it to, to hold them back and to freeze them in the moment. Yeah. I was noticing so many people coming to these sessions like, Maddie, I have a mental block around. And using, and using it as an excuse to stop yeah. yourself from taking I, I action can't, and making I something can't, happen. Yeah, I can't move forward now. I can't ask for 3K on my program or this is why. And, and it just becomes an excuse. And the yeah. the reality is, is that is no longer an excuse. When you're, you're aware enough to know that you have this block, you can figure out how to start to shift it. Well, and sometimes it's not even just about shifting it. It's just taking action in the other direction. Well, that's shifting it essentially. Yeah. It's like so, actually- so talk, talk, talk to me about that then. Talk to me there. Like that's okay. shifting so, and yeah, okay. So there's a couple different examples I could give on this. And um, you mentioned to me before Tony Robbins quote, and I can't remember what it was, but I want to start. Oh, you oh, Tony, Tony Robbins always says, you know, you have to shift the belief and you'll change the action. You have to okay. change the belief first and okay. then comes the action. And that is true. That works, right? And, and we do a lot of that. However, it doesn't mean you can't flip it around. It doesn't mean you yeah. can't, can't take action and to change the beliefs. So yeah. our beliefs, the way that our beliefs are created is two ways. It's by repetition and emotion. Now, I work very heavily with people on removing, shifting, processing through the emotion so that the belief itself just dissolves. When, when we have a, a tense emotion, we create a belief around it. And I won't, that's a long story. I <laughs> yeah. How that works. Yeah. But, but I work very heavily with people on the emotional aspect of it. However, people forget the repetition. This is why people do affirmations. This is why people do things like visualizations, et cetera, because you're working on the repetition. If you've told yourself, I'm stupid ever since you were three years old, because maybe you, I don't know, you're, you didn't pass grade three or you got, you put up your hand and someone laughed at you. If you've told yourself you're stupid for 30 years. You've, you've created an identity. Created. You've created yeah. a massive identity. Yeah. So you have this belief that you're stupid. So if you think about that, there's belief is repetition and emotion is how they're created. If you think about that, well, what is a different way instead of having to shift the whole belief itself, which can take time, it can take specific tools, a simple, easy way to start to, to actually shift that belief is to get into action and take the action over and over and over and over again. And even, I, even if you don't believe the action to be it, true. Yes. So to give you an example, I've got a couple of examples of this. Number one is let's say I, um, I don't know why I'm, I'm a guy, but let's say I'm a guy because this is just how it, it <laughs> let's say I'm a guy and it can work for women too. Cause I actually did this to Xander, but let's say I'm a guy and I want to ask someone out, right? Well, let's say I'm really underconfident because whatever happened in my past and I believe that I'm just underconfident and I'm not good with women. Yeah. Well, I can go through all of this emotional work. It might take a little bit to try and dig all this up. However, what, what is another way that I can do that if I need in that moment to, to get something done? If I need to just like shift something and I don't have this time to like really dig in and process and blah, 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 is I can just go up and ask you know, every single day for the next month or whatever, I'm going to ask a, a woman, like a, someone out every single day, or I'm yeah. going to like, say, I'm going to ask 10 women out tonight, like go up. And uh, the more that you take the action, the more, so even though even it, essentially it's just, even though you're scared shitless, just go yeah. do it anyways. Yeah. And basically what happens is like, as you go do the thing, it loses its power over you. It loses its fear over you. Yeah. Like if, Cause what if, are we if afraid I was, of? If I was scared to, you know, if I was scared to ask when I was single way back in the day, <laughs> if I was scared to ask a girl out and then, you know, every day I made the decision that I'm just going to ask one girl out every single day by day five, it's easy. 
right? Yeah, it doesn't matter if you've no. been turned down four out of the five times by day five, yeah. it's easy. Yeah. Even if they said no, it's like, okay, well, I, you, you kind of know that they're either going to say no, or they're going to say yes. You get better at getting rejected and you get better at ha- the way that you're asking the questions. Like, yeah. oh, okay. I asked in a really seedy way that didn't work. Like, let's go, go this way. Right. So yeah. well, um, I, remember, I remember one of my, like one of my good friends and mentors, Craig, who, you know, really yeah. well, you know, Craig was talking like, this was two and a half, three years ago. Craig's an extreme introvert. Doesn't seem like it on social media yeah, anymore, but he is. But I, I remember when he first got on Instagram, he was terrified to do Instagram stories. Mm-hmm. So he spent an entire weekend and basically like held himself accountable to doing 100 Instagram stories over the course of one weekend. So he did a hundred stupid little Instagram, 15 second Instagram stories over the course of the weekend. Now the dude's an Instagram story machine. Right? Yeah. Like you can't stop him from doing Instagram stories and he's doing dozens every single day because it's so easy for him. Even yeah. though video still scares the shit out of him, it's easy for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, you know, it's interesting, the more that you start to, to do that, like you talk about one of your examples, which I love is like, let's say you're, uh, you know, you're a kid and you go up on the high dive and going to jump into the pool and you get scared up the top. Yeah. Do you come back down the bottom and then say, I need therapy or do you just jump off the skydive, the, the, board, the board and then you, you, realize the it's, you realize it's amazing and so much fun and you just want to keep doing it again. Yeah, as soon as soon as you jump off, you hit the water, you climb out, you go, oh my God, that was amazing. And you've got all this energy yeah. and you've got all this motivation. So you climb back up and you go do it again. It's like it's yeah. the same thing with like content. Like I go film one Instagram story and then I'm like, oh my God, that felt great. Like, let's go do something else. Let's go film another piece of content. Let's go do this over here. Something else that makes yeah. me uncomfortable. Yeah. So it's, it's just starting to get into action to, to be able to get out of your own way. And, and frankly, that's the reason we were together because I was never someone that would consider myself someone who would put myself out there or confident or really go out there. And before, just prior to meeting you, what I had committed to myself was I was going to do one, either like a bold request to make a bold request of someone or um, something uncomfortable. I remember I like went in the middle of a shopping mall and just like lay down and stared up at the ceiling and was like, this is really uncomfortable because everyone's staring at me and thinks- Yeah, that's just weird. But just random stuff like that, right? (laughs) Like I just was like, I'm gonna go do this. I did go skydiving and just, just did a bunch of stuff that to the point where- you can no longer identify with someone as being underconfident. Well, I think, I think an important, an important byproduct of this, right. Is exactly what we're talking about here. It's like, there's, there's the certain type of people that are conscious enough to understand their fears and limiting beliefs, Yeah, but they think that they are tied to them, that they produce the outcome. Yes. There's the next level of consciousness, which is realizing I have limiting beliefs. I have fears, but I am not my limiting beliefs. I am not my fears yeah. and I can feel this fear and I can, I can go take action anyways. Mm-hmm. And as I go take the actions, this past identity and, and limiting belief set that I had slowly shifts and changes into this new one of action taking, courage, uh, decision making, like no hesitance, confidence, it's like certainty, yeah. but it's, it comes from the action and the repetition of doing it. Yeah. And I think the problem is, is with so many starting coaches is you get so it's stuck in that, that first phase of, well, I, I, I have a limiting belief around asking for thousands of dollars for my program. Yeah. And, and so you continuously focusing on trying to work through that and trying to shift it and blah, blah, blah. And um, that can take time. That can take other support. And the problem is if you're just sitting there focusing on that, then you're wasting so much time. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who it is. But it's like time kills all, like all deals. You need to time get- kills all de- Time kills all businesses. Yeah. 
you need but to get into action. To that, to that point, it's so funny because we see so many of our clients that have this fear around being able to command prices like 2K, 3K, 5K, 8K, yeah. whatever they're looking to charge. They have these fears around them and we just give them the script and say, we don't care if you're worried, go do it, right? And then we see these screenshots in our Facebook group that are like, oh my God, this shit works. Just got my first 3K client. And they were still afraid that they couldn't do it. But as soon as they enroll that first client, the belief shifts immediately Mm -hmm. because you actually saw it become reality. You're living it. So like you could try and shift the belief first, or you could just go follow the script and then see that 3K client come through the door. And you're like, oh my God, like this is real. Like I can't pretend that it's not real because I can see it in my bank account and on my calendar. (laughs) Yeah. And here's the thing is you can do both of them at the same time. Like it doesn't mean throw out all your mindset work because obviously that's still important. But the the thing- Do not throw out your mindset work. (laughs) Do not throw out your mindset work. (laughs) But don't let the quote unquote mindset work hold you back from moving forward and taking action. And that's the biggest thing for so many people is just getting stuck in, in their beliefs. Yeah. And I think one of the, you know, one of the biggest shifts that I can offer to people, and I want to get your thoughts on this, but one of the biggest shifts I can offer to people is if you're conscious of your own shit, right? If you're conscious of your own shit, the number one thing that you need to, the number one decision you need to make right now is take courageous action in the face of fear. Oh, 100%. Do the thing, do the thing that scares you. Whatever the thing is, just do the one thing that scares you. It might be asking for more for your program. It might be firing that bad client. It might be hiring the coach or mentor that you think you quote unquote, don't have the money for. It might be putting that piece of content out that you think is not good enough. It might be asking the guy or girl out that you think is going to say no. Like whatever that one thing is that makes you uncomfortable. If you're conscious enough of your own limiting beliefs, then you're too conscious not to get into action and just go change them. Yeah. And it's interesting you say that because, um, you know, I was talking before about like, I, I made a commitment to myself to get uncomfortable in, in every situation I could. So I remember this is, you know, back when I was at Landmark, I would, that at one point they needed a group leader and I put up my hand and I was, I don't know how old I was, 17, 18 or something at that stage. I was like, I, I've never done this before. I was terrified. Like I'm, I'm quoted, I quoted, sorry. I identified as someone who just flies under the radar and everything yeah. that I do. Like it was, I was not someone that wanted to really be in front and lead. And I just put my hand up for it. And the more that I did stuff like that, the more that I just went and just randomly did something that made me uncomfortable, the more that I built this identity that like, when I throw my, I used to have this thing saying of like, I'm going to throw my hat over the fence and figure it out. And so what I was building was when I just throw my hat over the fence, I have no idea how I'm going to do the thing that I just said that I was going to do. Yeah, I have no idea how I'm going to lead a team. I have no idea how I'm going to make a relationship work, get someone from halfway across the world that I think is hot to like, want to be in a relationship with me. Like I do think you're hot, babe. (laughs) But seriously, like you were halfway across the world. I was like, I'm just going to reach out and see if this works. Like, I have no idea how this is. You're going to throw your hat over the fence and climb over and figure it out. And the more that you do things like that, the more you just throw your hat over the fence and figure it out. You will figure it out. You're building this belief, which is so important as an entrepreneur to have as to like, something's going to, you're going to get so much shit come your way. That's just going to smack you in the face and you have no idea how to deal with it. But if you program yourself as like, Hey, I'm just going to like, I'm used to just getting uncomfortable. I'm used to facing my fears. I'm used to throwing my heart over the fence. I know now that I can, you know, overcome it and move through it. You you create an identity of like, whatever comes my way, I can handle it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which is huge as an entrepreneur. I think that's that's so important. 
I think that's so important to remind everybody, right? Because most of these fears and, and inaction comes from, it comes from a fear of like not making it happen, not being able to overcome whatever comes our direction. But the truth is like, if you've survived, if you're alive right now, then you actually have overcome whatever's come your direction. Yeah. You've been able to overcome whatever's been thrown in your way, this, this life up to this point. Yeah. Right. So the fear that whatever prevents you from moving forward is just completely illogical. Mm -hmm. Right. You just need to realize the more that I practice throwing my hat over the fence, going and getting it, then you're just going to get better and better at that. And you create this belief of like, whatever comes my way, I'm going to be fine. Yeah. hundred percent. And I think for entrepreneurship, that is one of the most important identities that you can have is I will figure it out. Like I face my fears and I move through it and I figure it out. Yeah. It's, you know, what, this is another quote you told me at one point, you said, everything is figure outable. Yeah. Right. So as an entrepreneur, right. When you, when you identify with your limiting beliefs, then you're identifying with, oh, I'm stuck. I'm in, I'm in this hole and I can't figure this out. Yes. As soon as you start to shift that and just get into messy action, it's like, everything is figure outable. I just need to get moving. hundred mm-hmm. yeah. percent. I love that. What last words of wisdom do you have for all the coaches out there to help them keep moving forward? And obviously getting into action to over, you know, it's, it's that opposite way of doing things, right? Like, you know, Tony Robbins says belief first, then action, which is true, but we're yeah. saying take action, even if your belief does not match it and it will actually yeah. change the belief, Yeah. right? So what other wise words of wisdom do you have for everybody out there? I mean, I would just say, there's so many different areas that I could go into, but I would just say, you know, if you can find someone that can hold you accountable for this, I think that was the biggest thing for yeah. me was uh, when I was going through a lot of this, it wasn't like I was just going to say, I'm going to go and do this thing and I'm just going to be able to do it on my own. Because let's be honest, I was scared. I was nervous. I was- You'll talk yourself out of it. I would talk myself out of it hundred percent. And so um, one of the biggest things for me was I hired you. I had like, I always had someone generally coaching that was holding me accountable and that someone that saw me it was interesting that that saw me bigger than I saw myself and I just constantly wanted to grow into that person and continue to grow but I had to have that accountability to do that because as much as I like to think that you know I'm really conscious and blah 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 like at the end of the day my fears come up and my fears are going to win and so I think uh, if I let them and so if I don't have that accountability I don't have that push it's a lot easier for me to be like actually I'm just going to do this instead like actually I'm just going to smile at the guy instead of go up and ask him out you know and and you talk yourself out of it so I'd say if you can find someone and not just a a friend or um you know a sister like find someone Someone that can actually hold you accountable that will like do the thing yeah that will not let you down that's huge as well yeah I think that's I think that's so important because you know the point when we can become humble enough to realize that like never at any point in our life, uh, we always tell people like the moment that you're meditating and you start to yeah. like levit- levitate off the ground, that's yeah. the moment that you no longer need accountability. Mm-hmm. But until you're at that point, right, you need to have people hold you accountable to do the shit that scares you, to challenge yourself, push you outside of your comfort zone, take action in the face of your fears and your limiting beliefs. Uh, otherwise, you're never going to get there. I mean, that's how we were together. That's how we got together. Yeah. All Account- started with accountability. All started with accountability. 100%. Yeah. I love it. Beautiful. Maddie, I love you. Thank you for letting me share you with the world for a few minutes here. I think that's all I got, but thank you for joining. I'm sure we're going to bring you on if there's, you know, if there's more questions, if you guys have any questions, feel free to comment them below. For anybody out there in podcast land, if you want to catch these interviews live, go to xanderfryer.com forward slash FB group for everybody else watching. If you're interested in getting our help to help you overcome your bullshit, get accountability to take an action and driving your business forward to that six figure, multi six figure and seven figure coaching business mark, go ahead and go to xanderfryer.com forward slash programs. Check us out. Happy to answer any questions that you might have about what we do and see if we can help you. All right. Thank you, babe. Welcome. Love you. Have a good one, everybody.